Let's uh, let's jump in here. I'll start us off here. So that means I have the Browns and the Giants. So they pick number one Ooh. and number two. I'll start it off. Cleveland Browns got to get a quarterback. They get what I believe is the best quarterback in the draft, and that is Sam Darnold. Now, you can argue maybe Sam's not the best player in this draft. They cannot afford to pass on their top quarterback. This is their guy. In my opinion, it makes sense. Sam Darnold, plug him into this team. I think he can play right away, but I think you also see them maybe look to a veteran uh, to give him a little time to develop. So that's where I have there at number one. I'll give you my number two pick, then you can comment on both of them. I got, uh, I think, the best player in the, in the draft going to the New York football Giants. Ooh. Saquon Barkley, the running back. I think they try and get a couple more years, squeeze a couple more years out of Eli Manning. Dave Gettleman comes back in there. Him and Eli Manning together, got a couple Super Bowls. <laughs> try and keep that, that feeling alive. Barkley, you can use him, obviously, running the ball, but I love what he can give you out of the backfield as well. You get Odell Beckham back healthy. Plug in Saquon Barkley. Some of the other pieces that offense, they could be rolling. No, I, I like both picks. I think both picks are sensible, and I think both picks will actually happen on draft night. When you look at the Cleveland Browns with Sam Darnold, if they get the veteran quarterback, you now have an opportunity to do to Sam Darnold what they were able to do to Carson Palmer in Cincinnati. Let him redshirt for a year. Then he can take over 2019. I like that plan. And then Saquon Barkley, he would give them the best running back that they've had since Tiki Barber. And the success that the Giants had when Tiki Barber was there, I like it. They didn't win the Super Bowl with him, but he got him right to the cusp. Now with an older quarterback in Eli Manning, Saquon Barkley certainly can take some of the load off his shoulders. All right, give me three and four here. Here we go, Indianapolis Colts at three. We have talked about for years the Indianapolis Colts need to have a defense to support Andrew Luck. Bradley Chubb from NC State could be the guy that is a perfect fit for him. When you go back and you look at his tape at NC State, you see number nine. He kind of played the game in a fashion that reminds some of Mario Williams. Broke his record as career sack total. He is a guy that dominated the ACC this year. You get a legitimate edge rusher in that division that's beginning to be loaded with young, intriguing quarterbacks. I think that is a must for the Indianapolis Colts. I think that happens at three. At four, Minka Fitzpatrick going to the Cleveland Browns. They need another playmaker. They're beginning to add in these hybrid playmakers. Greg Williams had talked about playing positionless football. Well, now you have Jabril Peppers. You get a Minka Fitzpatrick. In the back end, now you have some hybrid playmakers that you can use in a variety of different ways. They need to get better. They need to add some explosive players to that team. Minka Fitzpatrick is arguably the best and most explosive defensive player that we'll find. Real quick, I like Chubb. I think he's one of the more consistent players. I think you know exactly what you're buying with him. I love that fit for the Colts. And Minka Fitzpatrick, blue chip players. That's what the Browns need. They need to start collecting some blue chippers. Minka Fitzpatrick fits the mold there. All right, I've got number five and six. I've got the Broncos and the Jets. Let's start with the Broncos, number five. In this scenario, they don't get a veteran quarterback in free agency, which I think they'll attempt to do. So Josh Rosen, who I feel is the second best quarterback in this draft class, he goes to the Denver Broncos. They get their guy for the future. The best pure passer in the draft, no question. You want to sit back there and you can keep him clean in the pocket. He will pick you apart with accuracy, and he does it in a beautiful way. Just a textbook footwork, textbook release. Can make every throw, velocity touch, you name it. Rosen can do it. Am a little bit concerned about the lack of mobility, but that's another topic for another day. Then the Jets at number six. Let's keep the quarterback train rolling here, Buck. Baker Mayfield goes Ooh. to the New York Jets. Can you imagine Mayfield in the New York market? They'd have a little fun with him there. You think Look, so? I thought he had a great senior bowl week. He, to me, his quickness, working through progressions, the quick release, the live arm, the ability to buy time and extend plays as well. 
Uh, look, he's, we've said it. His personality is not going to be for everybody, but I'd rather have a guy a little bit too confident than not confident enough. I like Mayfield there to the Jets at six. Hey, I like both of those picks, and I think both of those picks are sensible for each of those teams. The Denver Broncos are a team that they feel like they're ready to go. They just need a quarterback position solved. You go get a Josh Rosen. He should be ready to play. And Baker Mayfield in New York, I love it. The bright lights and big stage of Broadway – he excels in that environment. We saw him at the Senior Bowl. Once he showed up, he was the alpha. I think he would be a nice fit. You talk about changing the culture of that locker room. They did it last year with the defensive pieces in Jamal Adams. You get Baker Mayfield, it continues to change. A fire starter there, no question. All right, 7-8, and eight, you got the Bucks and the Bears. Here we go, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How about Marcus Davenport, UTSA, Texas San Antonio, coming over being a sack artist, something they desperately needed. This is a team that couldn't get to the quarterback. And so you go and get a long, explosive pass rusher who understands how to get home. We saw him at the Senior Bowl begin to turn it up a notch when they got into games, the length, the athleticism, the explosiveness, something that the Buccaneers need. Once again, in a division loaded with quarterbacks, you have to find a way to knock them down. Marcus Davenport, eight and a half sacks this year in Conference USA. He should be able to get it done. At eight, the Chicago Bears. How about Denzel Ward? Well, I love Denzel Look, Ward. Look, and I know the Chicago Bears, they need a playmaker, wide receiver. I believe they go get a veteran playmaker because that veteran pass catcher will help the young quarterback. On defense, another guy that can lock down. We talk about the quarterbacks really dominating that division. Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford. We saw Case Keenum even have success. You have to have someone that can cover those wide receivers. Denzel Ward, smooth, polished, fluid. Everyone was excited about what Marshawn Lattimore was able to do as a rookie. I think this guy could follow in his footsteps. There you see 17 passes defense in 2017, second in the Big Ten. I think he's a natural number one corner. I like those picks. First of all, with Davenport, a little bit slow early in the week at the Senior Bowl. Get the Thursday, has two sacks and a, two other pressures in the team period. Then gets to the game, has a sack, has a scoop and score, and all kinds of pressure he generated there. I thought he finished up strong. And then Denzel Ward, I love the fact you can play him inside, outside. He's an explosive, dynamic athlete. I've been told that uh, the strength coach down there at Ohio State who came from Florida with the Urban who's been around a lot of great athletes, said Denzel Ward is the fastest, most explosive athlete Ooh. he's been around. So keep an eye on him. All right, 9 and 10, I got the Niners and the Raiders. A little Bay Area selection here. Uh, let's start at number 9 for the 49ers, and let's go Quentin Nelson, the big guard from Notre Dame, who I have as the second-best player grade-wise in the entire draft. You want to watch somebody maul people in the run game? Absolutely. Get that physical environment set the tone. You've got Jimmy Garoppolo, who they're getting ready to pay a bunch of money to. Let's work on protecting him. They do that with the best – offensive lineman in the entire draft in Quentin Nelson. Then we go across town to the Raiders. Tremaine Edmonds, my third-rated player, so this is a good value for them getting him at number 10. Linebacker from Virginia Tech. Plays off the ball at Virginia yep. Tech. He could even rush some off the edge if he wanted him to. Big-time speed. He's going to be 6'4 and change, about 250 pounds. He's probably going to run in the low four sixes. You see him cover in the slot. You can see him blitz. You can see him range sideline to sideline. And he does it in a unique fashion because he's so big and so long. I think he's going to be a big-time player at the next level. The Raiders need some more dynamic players at the second and third level. They get one here in Tremaine Edmonds. I like what you're doing with both of these picks. In San Francisco, what you're doing is basically rebuilding the dominant monster that they were when Jim Harbaugh was there. They were really, really successful because they had a dominant offensive line. didn't matter who played quarterback. They could run the ball at will. They could throw it. Alex Smith played well. Now you have Jimmy G protect him, allow him to throw from the grass, you know, ask more playmakers around him, should be good. Terrain Edmonds, perfect fit for the Oakland Raiders. And when you think about Khalil Mack and needing a playmate, someone that can get it done, this guy has the versatility and explosiveness to do so. 
I like what they're doing in the black hole. It's only black hole for a couple more years before they go to Vegas. So yeah, well, I'm still, willing to gamble on that. They still call it the black hole, though, right? Don't I am. I'm, yeah, I'm good. The blackjack hole. <laughs> uh, free of charge. All right, Dolphins and Bengals. You got 11 and 12. Here we go. The Miami Dolphins. Roquan Smith from the University of Georgia. Big-time playmaker at linebacker. Sideline to sideline. Menace. Really athletic and explosive. Has a nose to the ball. Some will question his size. Is he a little undersized? What do you do with Raquan McMillan, who you took? A year ago, I think you put those guys both on the field at the same Ooh, time. I like that. Then you have Kiko Alonso. You now have a fast, Ooh. most explosive linebacker core. I think that will certainly help them dealing in the AFC East. And then with the Cincinnati Bengals, how about Orlando Brown? Big, Big natural man. franchise tackle. This is a team that has struggled filling that void at left and right tackle. This guy should solve the puzzle. I think he comes in, dominant player, can move bodies off the ball. They receive him mash somebody at the point of attack. Is pretty good in pass protection. I think he gives them an opportunity to get back to playing Bengals football. That is meaning a physical brand of football where you can run and throw and set up your quarterback, Andy Dalton, for a lot of success. Yeah, he is a big mountain of a man, and I think you talk about being able to run, move the ball uh, on the ground and get that run game cranked up. I think Orlando Brown definitely helps there. Roquan Smith, you want to talk about instinctive and a guy that can flow and hit. Reminds me a lot of Jonathan Vilma when he was coming out of Miami. Oh, I like that comparison. High praise. All right, let's get to 13 and 14 Redskins Packers. Let's go with the Redskins here in this scenario. Josh Allen just sitting there for him. I, I don't know what the future holds for Kirk Cousins and the Redskins, but I could see them definitely looking for a quarterback in this draft, and I think – Whatever people's criticisms are of Josh Allen, a lot of them valid, a little consistent with the accuracy. I think at this point in the draft for the Washington Redskins, mm -hmm. I think it's a good value pick for them. You saw in the second half of the Senior Bowl when he's clicking, when he's on, what he can bring, the strength in the pocket, the ability to move around, the ability to make every single throw. Through a touch, two touchdown passes, we're both dropping the bucket throws like you're looking at right now. The upside is immense, and I think this is a good value here at pick number 13 for the Redskins. I know you want to chime in on that. I'll get the Packers real quick, though. They get a corner in Josh Jackson. A couple Joshes going here. <laughs> Big first round for the name Josh. Uh, Josh Jackson, the best ball skills of any corner in the entire draft class. Anxious to see what he runs. If he runs in the 4-4s, Bucky, he will not be there at pick number 14. That's the only question mark with him. But being able to play the ball at the highest point down the field, nobody's better than him. No, nobody's better. And going to the Redskins pick, I, I, I do like that pick. I like the pick regardless of whether they have Kirk Cousins or if Colt McCoy is the bridge quarterback to allow him to buy a little time for Josh Allen to develop. They have to find a quarterback. They have to figure out what they're going to do at a position. The upside is tremendous. You're talking about potential over production. He checks off a lot of boxes. Worthwhile, again, we're probably in the middle of the first round. Then you talk about Josh Jackson, the length, the ball skills. How can you go wrong with a big-time corner like that? No question. All right, get us to 15 and 16 here. Here we go to Arizona Cardinals. Calvin Ridley as your number one receiver. I don't know who's going to play quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, but I'm going to say that they're going to find that quarterback uh, in free agency. That means that they have to find a young, dynamic playmaker to eventually be the number one when Larry Fitzgerald departs. Be it this year, be it next year, Kevin Ridley is primed to be the number one receiver on an offense. I think his route running, his playmaking, his big-time ability will give them something that they haven't had in a little while at that position. Big-time burst. All right, who you got at 16? How about Connor Williams going to the Baltimore Ravens? When the Baltimore Ravens are good, they have the ability to control and dominate the line of scrimmage. Connor Williams will give them an opportunity to have a pair of bookend guys on their offensive line that can dominate in the run game while also solidifying the edges for Joe Flacco in the pass game. Up and down year, dealt with some injuries, but I think when this guy is healthy and right, he is an upper echelon player. I think he's a top-tier tackle. He gives them an opportunity to get better on offense. If you saw the 2016 version of Connor Williams, I think he'd be a top five, top seven pick. 
Obviously injured, like you talked about, his value plummeted a little bit this year, but I still think the most talented tackle in the draft, and the Cardinals get some big speed there with Calvin Ridley. I like what you're thinking. All right, 17 and 18, I got Chargers and Seahawks. Let's start with Chargers here and a linebacker who I really like, but, man, you talk to folks around the league, they're even higher on him oh, than, yeah. than we are. Rashawn Evans from Alabama, somebody that, again, has played inside, has played outside, explosive, a physical, physical player for the Crimson Tide. You can see some Ooh. of the big-time hits he lays here. I want to see him be a little bit better with his hands, but, man, you talk about an enforcer there at the second level. He gives you that lot of speed to match. And then the Seahawks, this is perfect. I mean, sometimes it just works out. In this case, Derwin James falls in their lap at number 18 from Florida State. Derwin James, they use him as a high safety. They use him as a box safety. They use him as a, as a weak side linebacker. They can use him as a dime linebacker. They've even let him put his hand on the ground and rush at times. One of our favorite people that we've been around from uh, from you being at the opening and me getting a chance to go up there and watch him this year, Buck, he is all football all the time. And we say he's a more explosive version of Cam Chancellor in this scenario. He replaces Cam Chancellor. He does get a perfect opportunity to replace Cam Chancellor. You talk about a perfect fit, a nice scenario for him. He would get a chance to be that low-hole safety, come down in the box, play against the run, occasionally rush off the edge, but be the enforce in the middle of the field. I like that pick. And then when you go to the previous pick, Rashawn Evans, he is a guy that's really getting a lot of steam, big-time instinctive linebacker that can really, really play. All right, 19 and 20, Cowboys-Lions, Buck. Here we go to Dallas Cowboys select Christian Kirk from Texas a He is a intriguing option for the Cowboys. And one of the reasons why I think he would be a fit, they have talked about making this offense more DAC-friendly. That, to me, means they're going to be more spread-oriented, do some things that really fits the talents of the quarterback. But they need a route runner on the outside. No disrespect to Des Bryant, but Des Bryant is no longer the player that once dominated the league. They need someone that can get it down, stretch the field vertically, but also work the underneath areas. Christian Kirk could be that guy. And then with the Detroit Lions, how about Mo Hurst? Maurice Hurst okay. playing inside, disruptive three technique. I know Matt Patricia has the versatility. I mean, I can't even – can I say Matt Patricia's the nah, head coach? he's going to be the but head we'll coach. we'll assume that Matt Patricia is going to be the head coach. They need someone that can be disruptive on the inside. We don't know – how long Haloti not is going to be able to play? How about someone that can disrupt it on the inside, not only against the run, but also against the pass? You saw ten and a half sacks over the past two seasons. That is something they desperately need in Detroit. I think Hurst, you can move him up and down the line of scrimmage, too. Just wins with quickness. I like his game. All right, I've got 21 and 22. Christian Kirk, by the way, very polished wide receiver. Um, Bills and Bills. Double Bills. How about that? Double that. Uh, I'm going to go first pick for the Bills, one of two. I'm going to go Vita Vea, who is, Ooh, I think, I like a top it. 10 talent in this draft class. He's available here at number 21. Uh, they traded off Marcel Darius last year. I think Vita Vea is a better football player than Darius. Yes. He's got much more explosiveness. Talk about range in the run game and then the power. He will fold you up like a suitcase at the point of attack. He's going to test. I mean, people say, well, is he Danny Shelton? No, no, no. Danny Shelton ended up running, what, 5'4", five, 5'5"? Five, five. Mm -hmm. This kid's going to run under 5. Some people are saying he might run under 4'9". That type of athlete at 340-plus pounds, special player. And then let's stay in the trenches with their next pick, go to the other side of the ball here. The unfortunate news we had about about Eric Wood, who's had yes. a great career. He's uh, been forced to shut it down due to an injury. James Daniels from Iowa is the best center prospect in this draft. I think one of the best center prospects we've seen in the last few years. You watch him continually be able to reach at the line of scrimmage, be able to reach three techniques. You've got to be an athlete to do that and watch him work up to the second level. Uh, I think he is a very, very good football player. I like him better than Rodney Hudson when Rodney Hudson was wow, going to Florida that's, State. That's something else. And we know what kind of career he's had. So I'm a big James Daniels fan. The, the Bills go in the trenches, defense and then offense. Man, that's pretty impressive. Double down. They take Double your up. 
take care of their front line? How, how can you be wrong if you're the Buffalo Bills? I think that is nice. They had to replace Eric Wood. That is a nice pick. He's a really, really good player. All right, jump us to 23 and 24 here. L.A. Rams, Isaiah Oliver from Colorado. They need a pure cover corner, someone that can either complement or replace Tremaine Johnson due to his uncertain status. This is a guy that we always talk about at corner. You need to be able to hit, run, and cover. He checks off all the boxes. Tough, physical, big, good ball skills, and he's big. You got to be able to match up with some of those big receivers in the NFC. This is a nice fit for the L.A. Rams. And then with the Carolina Panthers, how about James Washington from Oklahoma State? We saw him at the Senior Bowl. The speed is That's your crazy. dude, man. That Ridiculous is your dude. vertical playmaker, has the ability to take the top off the defense. And when you have Norv Turner coming in to fix this offense for Cam Newton, they need more speed, more playmaking. They got the big guys in Devin Funches and Greg Olson. How about someone that is maybe reminiscent of an old number 89, Steve Smith? James Washington being able to make plays on the vertical part of the field will help stretch that offense and create more room for Christian McCaffrey and co. in the run game. I like talking to him when we got a chance to visit with him down there as well. All right, what's the uh, – so that's it, Oliver and Washington. Oliver and Washington, Bucky, have them going back-to-back. They cover If Oliver's covering Washington, who wins? Well, I think Washington wins. I think he's going to go deep. He's going to run a deep over. He's going to run away from him. There you go. All right, there you have it. I might go Oliver on that. I might switch it up. All right, I got 25 and 26, the Titans and the Falcons. Let's start off with the Tennessee Titans here. Let's give Marcus Mariota a new weapon. Just find out. Another he's got, weapon? He's got a new offensive coordinator now, Mr. Matt, LaFleur. Matt, Matt LaFleur. Coming over from the Rams. So I'm going to give him Hayden Hurst from South Carolina, one of my favorite players to study in this draft class because of how they use him. He's fun to watch. They use him on a lot of these tight end reverses. They'll just get him the ball and let him run like a running back. Former baseball players, a little bit older. You see him running right here. Boom. Got a little physicality. How about that? He liked it. Does it after the catch. He can really run and get down the seam. Toughness is what stands out to me when you watch him play. He can generate some big plays. And also, he's got a chance to help you in the run game as he continues to develop. Uh, I think he's going to be a great player. The Titans could plug him right in. Man, talk about having Delaney Walker and Hayden Hurst. Not a bad That's combination. Nice. Uh, then we get to the Falcons. Looking for some interior pass rush to go along with Grady Jarrett. Let's team him up with Taven Bryan here from Florida. Like the Florida Gators stunk this year. Let's not sugarcoat it. They're awful. But when you watch their tape, he still jumps out. The effort is there repeatedly down in, down out. He is explosive getting up the field. Would like to see him improve just a little bit of some of the awareness. That That's an area where he needs to improve. But, man, Buck, you want to get an explosive player, team up inside with Grady Jarrett, Taven Bryant be a great fit. I mean, he's a butt kicker. He's a butt kicker inside. They need to continue to have that presence. Depending on what happens to Don Tari Poe, maybe he's the replacement that goes inside. You talk about teaming up with Grady Jarrett, I absolutely like it. And then when you talk about your other pick, Hurst, I like the soft hands. He made a ton of plays for South Carolina. He should be a nice fit alongside Delaney Walker. At 27, New Orleans Saints. How about Harrison Phillips? Ooh. University of Stanford. How about coming inside? We've talked about the way they've been able to fix this defense. They had so many young playmakers come and make immediate contributions. I believe this is a perfect fit right now. He's a plug-and-play player. A day one starter comes in, gives them not only the toughness and physicality that you want, but he also has the pass rush presence. Remember, they have Sheldon Rankins on the inside as well. Two young interior players that can rush the passer to go with Cam Jordan. You have to like what you have with the New Orleans Saints. And then with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Darius Geis oh. coming over. Lev from Bell, you piecing Lev Bell out? Oh, I mean, I'm just saying Lev Bell, like he can't Never make know. up his mind whether he wants to be there or not. So how about we get a young player? And also, Lev Bell has a ton of touches. Gave him 400 touches last year. You can't keep giving him the ball that many times. You got to have a dynamic Share the player rock. ready to go. This is a guy that 
is very, very instinctive and quick, aggressive. I love his physicality and toughness. He has an opportunity to be a big-time player in Pittsburgh. I just like the fit. I like the pick. I know people are mad at me in Pittsburgh because I'm going with the running back, but I don't care. I don't know. Look, they've they've been reluctant to hand out the big money contract to Lev Bell there. It is what it is. Uh, I I like Harrison Phillips, lunch pill guy, definitely going to dominate against the run. I think he does have some upside there as a pass rusher in Geis. To me, he's one of the top three running backs in this draft class. And Ronald Jones and him, I struggle going back and forth with yeah, him. Good how, how you separate him, but it's a great running back draft overall. All right, my last two picks, I've got 29 and 30. I've got the Jags and the Vikings here. Let's start off with the Jags, and let's give who we assume Blake Bortles is going to be back again, right? Yep. Going to be the guy. I don't see why he wouldn't. So I'm going to go with Goddard here. Let's get him, the, I think, one of the best tight ends in the draft. Dallas Goddard, South Dakota State. If he would have been healthy the week of the Senior Bowl, we'd be talking a lot about this kid. Yes. He only had about three reps. He was dominant in those three reps, then had a hammy issue, uh, so he had to sit down the rest of the week. But a two-way tight end. In other words, you can count on him in the run game. You see the ridiculous one-handed catch here. The ball skills that he has are outstanding. I think it's going to be a good battle between him and Hurst on who's going to be the first tight end off the board. I think Goddard's got a very good chance of catching up to him. Uh, I just like the fit there with the Jags. Mercedes Lewis getting a little bit long in the tooth. Get another tight end there to plug into that offense. And then I go to the Minnesota Vikings. Can't have enough good defensive linemen, nope. especially in the NFC. We've seen that. So let's go Sam Hubbard from Ooh, Ohio I State. I love this guy. This is your dude, Buck. I feel bad for stealing him here. But uh, talk about the ability to rush off the edge with power. He gives you that. And then he also gives you a little bit more wiggle than you think you're going to get from Sam Hubbard. You can drop him in coverage. He's a really good athlete. Got, what, lacrosse background there. Yes. So he's a, a well-rounded athlete, and he plays – snap to whistle every single time. So Goddard to the Jags and the Vikings, they double down here in the in the trenches and they go ahead and get Sam Hubbard. Goddard would be an interesting prospect to continue to watch. You talk about him potentially overtaking the top spot. It could happen. He's a terrific athlete. We talked to him early in the year on the Mood of Six podcast. Um, I like his insight. I like the way he's able to take that basketball ability in the past and kind of translate it to the field. And then Sam Hubbard, just one of my favorites. Here we go, 31 and 32. I get to wrap it up. In. Matt McGlinchkey from oh, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. This will be my offensive tackle. Talk about Jason Peters. Don't know how long he'll continue to play. Coming off the injury, well, how about someone that maybe could slide into that left tackle spot? We talk about the Philadelphia Eagles always making a commitment to fortify the trenches. They've done it on their defensive line. They continue to do it on their offensive line. It is one of the reasons why they are poised to be a dominant team for some time. Now you get a natural starter, a natural left tackle, someone who has the athleticism to lock up those edge rushes but is also nasty and physical in the run game. This is a really, really good fit for the Philadelphia Eagles. With the New England Patriots, the uncertain status of Malcolm Butler leads me to believe that they're going to have to take a corner somewhere in this draft in the early rounds. How about Jar Alexander? Well, I like Jari Alexander Louisville. is a guy who is very athletic, does a great job of playing the ball, but he's also tough and feisty on the edge. The one thing that we know about the New England Patriots, they like junkyard dogs on the perimeter, guys that will come up and stick you. He has shown that he would do it. Beat up a little bit this year, but when you look, 15 pass defense, seven interceptions in his career. When he's on, he is a big-time playmaker. I think he is someone that's going to garner more interest the closer we get to draft at. Yeah, if he'd have been healthy all year, we'd be talking about him way up there. What a really good football player and a good value pick down there at the bottom of the first round.